Black Men Podcast. Walk with me. Let it rock. going on it's your boy tall sean ts is who i am and i got my brother trey dot is who i am and today we have a special guest this is our first um female yes, guest yes. <laughs> um we've had few guests on the pod but this is our first female guest um and this mm-hmm. is going to be a great show i can't can't you know i can't wait for everyone to hear this we have love m gillier msw here today on the black male podcast what's going on Good morning, guys. Thank you so much. I didn't realize I was the first woman you invited. <laughs> we are really in the man cave oh, right now. We've turned so, down a few. We've turned down a few guys yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and turned down a few girls because yeah, yeah. they didn't come with the, the, the pre-conversation wasn't in good taste <laughs> and energy. The energy is not yeah. right. We just decide not to yeah, have yeah. it. We, we well, won't have in this day and age where a lot of men are saying a lot of things, I feel very honored to be invited into this heavily, you know, guarded male space. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of weeks now since you invited me, and I'm very impressed with your content. And I'm, again, I'm honored to be, because right now, it's a harsh situation on this podcast streets. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what we, you. you know what we try to do podcast-wise? We don't try to be the, the male podcast that sit all day and bash women or bash um you know um life choices because we've all made them you know we've all made different life choices we all made different life decisions we've been in different types of relationships we've been the provider in relationships we've been the the destruction in some relationships (laughs) and we express that on here you know we we try to be transparent as possible and one thing that we our moniker for this podcast is make the uh, uncomfortable conversations comfortable you know what I mean? So we don't, you know, we don't care. And we don't follow trends. Don't get the name, trends. the name itself is a gift and a curse because people are so small-minded as well as closed-minded to where they see black male, they think of it as we're <laughs> pushing aside other people and just talking about males. But we're coming from a male perspective. And nope. we are black men, so we don't understand the perspective of other races. You know, nope. for that to be insulting, that means you're not paying attention to what we're saying. Because if you listen to the podcast, we don't badmouth women. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And we don't, we don't. come all some black power stuff either. We just want yeah. to be the best black men we can be. We want the black men out here to be the best they can be. And we want the women to be the best women they can be. That's because Excuse me, from so far from what I've seen is you guys are having introspective type of conversations about your experiences and maybe men around you. So you're yeah, not blaming, you're not goal. blaming anyone. You're saying, yeah. let's explore how I think and feel. Yeah. It's all about you. Definitely. And and men, well, how am I thinking and feeling as a black man? That's all I've seen. Yeah, no, that's then, that's true. Then, then we've got that part right there. Yep, yep, <laughs> we got that part right. Yep. <laughs> well, let's well, let's go there. Let's, let's get go. right into the show, man. Like we got let's a go. lot, we got a lot to talk about. We got, we have a full deck, and the, and the reason why we have a fuller deck than we normally do 
because we have you here, love. <laughs> because we want to talk, we want to explore the mind. Now, um, the first one is um, why do you why do you think there has been a big disconnect between black men and black women lately? Like lately has been a big disconnect. This is something Trey and I have discussed numerous times, but because we never had a woman on the podcast, we can never get that on that other side of things. And as you can see on different social media platforms, everyone feel like a man should do this. And this is this tra traditional role that this man must play. But as a woman, she don't have to play that same traditional role. She could play this new independent role, which is great, but why we were seeing that head bump a lot lately. So what in your mind and perspective, what do you think? Well, the, the, the top of the tier of this, in my opinion, in my observation is we're in a paradigm shift, mm -hmm. meaning life itself is changing for all of us. Consciousness is rising. And so things are changing. And those of us who are not thinking about what we think about, we're caught up in conflict and we're mad at each other, not realizing this is historical. Um, how can I say growth of the mind and the brain things are changing mm -hmm. so what's changing oh they want to say back in the day men did this and women did that well back in the day women didn't work women didn't have the right to own property women didn't have a right to have a job and it was embarrassing if a woman got a job because a man's job was to provide for the woman well he was his job was to provide for the woman because historically for thousands of years women couldn't hold property not even their family's property when they got married they had to hand it over Right. Right. And so now we moving forward. We're moving forward. We had women's lib and all that stuff because, you know, people say women's lib wasn't for black women. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get into the, the little details of it. However, it was for all women to be liberated from being prisoners in their own home for the most mm -hmm. part. Women were prisoners in their home. Imagine mm -hmm. me, LaShawn, every time you come home, I have to say, can I have $10 to go? <laughs> right, right. Uh, at the end of the week, I ran out of my allowance. Can, can, can I have 20 more dollars? What? Every week, you know, you have to wait on your allowance from your husband. You know, the house had to be clean. And then he might smack you around a bit. You know, all type of stuff was going on. Look, back in the I day. really, I really, not because not you have a little piece in there, but you really hear a woman say that part. Yep. Mm -hmm. They say he wants to be that man. But that man was fucking you up. Yes. And he was yes. and he and he was in them yams when he felt like it. And he was given um not all men, but a lot of women had venereal diseases that they had to live with because men were having a lot of affairs and other women, um, what's other up? families, you know, uh, what's Pop Pop had a family crossed down. Pop had a family crossed down. You know, um, doing it, doing you had it, yeah. 10 kids. Oh, they had bigger families. Well, they want no birth control. So we got birth control. We have women in the workplace. And, you know, even up until 1990, when I went to college, right, I remember seeing a girl with a red Toyota Tercel. And I was like, wow, she has her own car. And it's new. That was in 1990. We are mm. only about 30 some years later. <laughs> and women have taken off in a way that we, no one could have ever imagined. We jumped into all areas of education. We are higher um, enrollments in med school and law school. It's going home. It's unbelievable. But while this was happening, I was always aware and I saw the shift occurring. And in the mid 90s, I saw I read this article about boys are in trouble mm -hmm. because men stop uh, aspiring to achieve on the same level as women. But we're not going to tell that truth. You know, we're not going to tell that truth about the inequality of what men are doing, what women are doing. And it's not because the man is keeping us down because we can ignore the man. We can. Life is laws are protected. We have we can be within our own world right here in America. We do not have to be um, considering what the man says or what the man will do because we can enroll in college. We can get scholarships. We can work. 
the same opportunities are here for both of us. But for, but I guess because women were down so for so long, we catapulted and jumped in. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. yeah, we just, oh, yeah. we, we on fire. You know, women yeah. as a whole, Black women in the United States are on fire. Now, a mm-hmm. lot of times podcasts are profiling women who are low vibrational, right. who are not actually educated. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just talking and looking cute. Right. You know, but I think the podcast do that on purpose to add the flavor so people can can um can uh, watch and then they can bash them and prove their theories. A lot of times men's theories but about you, low you, vibrational women. Mm-hmm. I mean, to cut you so, off, but you don't think that's what these young ladies are about right now? Because I see a lot of if it's if 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 all these podcasts are having these so-called low vibrational women, yeah. I feel like the younger generation of women are full of low vibe. It's a lot of low vibe walking around. And then it depends they... on where you are. What what okay. do you surround yourself with? That's because true. I know a lot of young women going to law school and going to college. I know I a lot of young women who became lawyers by 25 years old. I do too. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. like what they say about women. You keep meeting trash men. So where you going? You don't want to meet right. those trash men. You keep meeting trash women. I don't want to call women trash, but women who not yet who have not yet matured, women who, who are not yet thinking about what they think about. <clears throat> is that what right. is you know, as men, you gotta what do you want? My man, my brother, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And state it, write it, and and walk toward it. Not right. just say, "Oh, these are the women." It's it's been it's been low vibrational people through through the ages right. everywhere. That's it ain't fact. nothing brand new about a low vibration person. Nope. So, <laughs> no, so we yeah. talk about it all the time. That's 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 some people thing. Mm-hmm. Even exactly. with the male podcast, we talk about some of these guys as the straight idiots. But mm-hmm. idiots will always complain about their surroundings. But you, a lot of times, you attract what you are. You know what I mean? Them, them, them vibrations are magnetic. I can say for myself, when I change my life around, my surroundings got different. You know what I'm saying? A lot Hello. of times, <laughs> but I was like, maybe I was attracted to that toxicity a little bit. It was fun. It was energetic. It was adventurous. You know, it was always something going on. Extreme highs, extreme lows. <laughs> you know what I mean? We go through that phase, but people don't really talk about the, the realism of those situations and the accountability we have within those. I agree. And that's another yeah. reason why. So I think I, I got off a little bit. <laughs> no, you did. You was right on point. You was right okay. on point. Nah, you so why? So that's that's the why. Why are we in such conflict? Because there's a huge paradigm shift and people are not really recognizing that historically this has been bubbling and now, they don't want to. Is that paradigm shift created or was that something that was supposed to happen? Because like you stated. Oh, it's definitely everything's of- supposed to happen. Everything's right. supposed was, to happen. Yeah. Like you stated, a lot of men started falling out of, um, especially in the in the early 90s, early to late 90s, started falling out of education. But that's because a lot of what's going on in the political world, how things are being pushed, how a lot of men are being locked up, how you're supposed to be seen when it comes to getting um, so-called money. A lot of dudes don't see that in college. I have a, oh, master's. Let me, let me, I have a let master's degree me. as well. Mm-hmm. And- and I've I spoke on this podcast plenty of times before. I was a drug dealer as well. You know what I mean? Like I was in these streets thinking that I was supposed to live this particular life and supposed to go do this particular thing. But when my daughter was born, my daughter at a, at an early age, as a kid, I said I got to take my ass to college. I got to get some form of education. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I have a master's, and I'm doing nothing within my master's, and and I'm doing something totally different. But um. It's it's it still was something that clicked. Now I went to Tallahassee. I hung out at Florida State, uh, but I went to Florida. I went to Florida State, but I hung out at FAMU, and I saw you're correct. 
they are it was way more women graduating than men and there was a lot more guys just at the school looking like zombies just don't know what they want to do or want to be in life but i also don't see the promotion of it's, it's i feel like it's always been one-sided for a very long time i'm a little bit younger than trey so as i've always only seen one side when it comes to the the push of um men in school or men in education and, and i think that was a plan though i think that was a plan we fell for <clears throat> it we fell for it because we we're visual people and all we see is either destruction of us or a way for us to make quick money and the quick money gets the woman the quick money gets the flash it gets all of that and we fell for that and a lot of businesses will promote women quicker because it gets us out of the home. All that shit was a plan. And that's not downplaying women's successes when I say that. Any woman that knows me know that's not what it is. I'm proud of black women. I love I love seeing my love not do it because, you know, the school we went to isn't rated very high. But we have some successful people <laughs> out of there. But the plan Absolutely. was to get us out the household. It's always been a plan to get us out the household. And we fell for a lot of that shit. And men don't really talk about that. Like, we're not really putting in that grind that has substantial value that has longevity. We're putting in that grind for that quick fix. And a lot of us had that quick I, um, fix. The problem is after that quick fix, now we're out of the home. Now you got these single mothers. Now you got these boys that are raising themselves or being raised by a woman that might not be equipped for that situation. And then when we get through these charges, I dealt with that. When you get through with these charges, get through with this time, now you can't even enter that workforce that you're qualified to be into. Now you have It's intimidating guy. too. It's extremely yeah, intimidating. But, yes, mm -hmm. indeed. Yes, indeed. A lot of men don't survive that. Then you got these women mm -hmm. alone again. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these women have capitalized, though. They've got they, they got their money. They got their business shit together. There's some of these women out here making generational wealth. But it's, it's still separating our homes. And we got this generation of kids coming with no fathers in the home or no male direction. Let me um add to um what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Because as a social scientist, I always look at the actual factual social uh, trend and the timeline of what occurred, right? Mm -hmm. So the late 70s, we had that Claudine situation, mid 70s, late 70s. They opened the door for black folks to get good jobs, but then those who were poor, you couldn't have a man in the house. So you, the struggle, they were not allowing yes. for the struggle uh -huh. rise piece. Either you're in the house or you're out the house. I don't know what happened to the male psyche for him to say, okay, I'm just out and I'll disappear. Don't know, right? So now we got the 80s and then um, uh, crack, came in, killed our men and sent them to jail. AIDS came in, killed more men and the women, mm -hmm. killed them, and, and they were no longer there. Now we got grandparents and great-grandparents raising kids. Then you have the cycle of rebirth, a generation, not 20 years, a generation about 13 years, because now they're teenage, having teenage babies. Mm -hmm. Right, and then so now around that time, people stopped going to church, <laughs> the mosque, and they had no organizational structure, no higher thing to believe in. Mm-hmm. And so now all these boys are being raised by grandma, aunties, and all these other people. And so the male need for structure, there is definitely something missing. I will not deny, like, for years, I always knew something was missing in my life. We'll talk about that another time, maybe. But I didn't know that I didn't know. So now you have all these men uh, coming to age with blind spots. And now they're making babies. And now they're out here in the world. And now they're doing stuff. They don't know that they don't know. But what they do know, they have to hold strong to it because what, they don't have any value system that was really uh, pre, pre predestined for them. They had no one speaking life into them, no one speaking wisdom into them. And so whatever they believe, they believe that's that's it. You know, if I change, I ain't shit. If I change, I'm not a man. This will make me a man. It's all false. They don't even realize it. But to challenge what they think they are as a man, 
is a challenge to their inner self and makes them feel weak. So a lot of these men can't change because they're afraid to. And they're afraid to let wisdom in because I, they've I, had I, to build themselves. Right, right. I, I will say I, I agree. Um, I agree to an extent as someone who I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Father was right in part of that crack epidemic, selling, going to jail, in and out, moving to South Carolina with just my mom and as much as we was around our family, no real male support system. I've been a grown up since I was fucking 12, I feel like. You know, man, my mother said that without me, she's depending on me a lot because I have two other brothers. Um, I didn't have a male figure. I had to figure it out on my own and pass that down to two other brothers. But I did mm -hmm. also find male figures within people around me, men around me that I saw doing something that I wanted to also do. You know what I'm saying? And some of it was bad. That's what got me into selling drugs. And then some of it was good with when I played ball and being a scholar and, you know, making sure that I'm 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 leaning on intelligence more than leaning on my brute force or ability to do certain things. I think a lot of men are the the problem is this. Um trail jump back in here and then it goes to my you guys' generation and my generation did not raise this young generation all the way the right way. Cause we had kids early. A lot of people, you know, I had, my child was born before I was, before I turned 20. I didn't, I refused to have children early. So I didn't That's participate. Good. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, that I didn't participate. Smart. I participated. <laughs> but I waited. after my first daughter, I, after my first child, I waited until I got married. Uh, and I was, shit, I was almost 30 before I had my, I was, yeah, I was almost 30 before I had my, my second child. So my kids have a wide gap between them. But I'm married now, my wife and I, we have two kids together, but I have no more kids outside of that. But um, <clears throat> a lot of us had those kids, but did not know how to pass that information to these kids. Yeah, it was you know madness. I mean? Because madness. we didn't have the information. So now that these kids, those kids grew up in that, you know, that early 2000s, you know, late um, late 90s, early 2000s era, era mm -hmm. it's now mm -hmm. growing up now. And we are watching them be little dickheads. And blaming them, but in reality, it's something that Trey and I have talked about before. It's our fault because a lot of us didn't step up and pass that information. Hold on, please do not out. take. First of all, it, I teach social emotional learning. We will not blame ourselves because remember, it was a generational thing that happened over time. That we are products of crack and AIDS and um, drug selling and a different type of a violence culture that was created in the eighties. Now, I want to take y'all back. Most of our, me and Trey, we're about 50 years old. Our parents were born in the 40s, late 40s, early 50s. Right. They're the first generation to start being single mothers. This has yep, been going on a long time, y'all. Don't yeah. take no blame yeah. for this, yeah, you know? And this, they were single mothers because my grandmother divorced her husband. She had six kids. Now, my grandmother was born in 1911, okay? Mm -hmm. This has been mm -hmm. brewing, y'all. Yeah, my this grandmother, been she, seven she kids and divorced her husband. Exactly. So this happened in, in the early 50s, late 40s, when they were starting to have enough. And then the rules started changing. My grandmother became a psych tech at Belleville Hospital in New York in the 1950s and bought a four-family house. What? Mm -hmm. So after that, it was on for our family. No men. Now they had children, but nobody stayed or was married in my lineage, really. My mother, mm -hmm. you know, I ain't going to get into it, but no long standing. Yeah. Right now, women still, they dying mm -hmm. alone. Without husbands, my, my family. But remember, you hear me? My grandmother was born in 1921. She mm. divorced in she in in the early 50s. She owned her own home. And then everyone else, you know, just <laughs> things that got, got a little hairy about what roles were. 
But right. it didn't start in the late 90s. It was like, no, that was the worst of it and what we see now. Okay. But I want I want people to start to understand it's okay. not our fault. It happened over time. So when do we I don't, I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think it's blame. You don't use the word blame. It's not really yes. blame. Yes. It's more so more so what we speak of is the accountability, accountability. of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The thing about podcasting, though, everything goes so mm-hmm. fast. Sometimes you might not yeah. use the correct word. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why we're all here to bring to bring contrast. No, what 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 we're saying really is the accountability as black males and fathers at this point. Mm-hmm. Not blame, because of course we didn't start it. Right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we don't we don't have to accept it though. At this there we point. go. Things, that's really yeah. that's yes. where, that's mm-hmm. that's where we're at. Yeah. We should be re- like what we're doing. We're reflecting on what happened. We're reflecting on where we went wrong and how can we correct it. You yeah, know, that's the that's the yeah. model. Let's 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 yeah. make these uncomfortable conversations comfortable. <laughs> yes, you know what yes. I mean? let's let's, yes. let's 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 do that. And now it makes us all stronger. It makes us I all agree. stronger. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's move to the next topic, yo. Um, how do men? I know, and I think this was something that Love uh, sent over. How do men process their childhood traumas? We don't. Oh, I'm about to say it. We don't. What do you mean? We don't. We don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> we got. We got to alert. We have to make a conscious effort to do that because yeah. one, we're taught not to cry. We're yep. basically taught not to complain. Still suck don't. it up, little nigga. Still don't cry. You know. Yeah, uh, I cry. <laughs> Fuck that. I, mean, I do, but I do by myself. <laughs> My wife has never seen. Me I, I didn't cry. say nobody. I didn't say nobody <laughs> sees it. I'm fucking listen. Yo, I live by. I live by myself, and I still sit in my car before I go in my house. <laughs> See, sometimes I. Why I got to decompress to walk through an empty house? I don't know, but it works for me. <laughs> right, I understand. Yeah, you know, my wife has. My wife, we've been together for what fourteen years. She's never seen me cry. Been to funerals, some everything. My boys never see me cry. But I think the one thing that I do to um to um um to kind of break that is I don't pass that same energy to my boys. I allow yeah. them, I allow them that opportunity to cry and cry to me if they have to, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I also make them figure out a solution to why, what happened. You know what I mean? That's right. if, you, mm-hmm. you, if, if I'm going to discipline them, we have a discussion. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We talk, this is what you did. These are the consequences of what you are doing. Everything has a, everything has a, a equal reaction. Mm-hmm. If you do something wrong, there's a consequence. If you get in trouble in school, guess what your teacher is going to do? They're going to call me. They don't call my wife. But Lashawn, how do other men get over the of uh, uh, the get over not being able to be vulnerable and not being able to reflect? Because even the earliest um, uh, scientists, social scientists of of, the, of thought, says that many of adult traumas come from childhood. Right. So we don't want to blame, you know, we you go through a period of blaming everybody when you when you really realize what went on, but it's a point of being vulnerable and reflecting and taking some ownership for it. How do we get men to start thinking this way? Because to me, barbershops are brutal. It's a breeding ground for ignorant thinking and, and hyper masculinity. I, I disagree. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. But I, I, I want to know how, I, how, do I will we, say, how do we, that's where we have those conversations at in the barbershop. Those are real conversations. See, the, the problem is you get a, I don't know. I don't know how many barbershops you've been to, but yeah, I get a small glimpse. I don't stay. I never have never stayed. I got a small. I got. Right. I have a vasectomy. I had a vasectomy. You know. You know where I got the confidence. Confidence to do it. The barbershop. Because mm. older men that were there stood up and said, "Yeah, I had mine ten years ago. Had mine this, and and I had it in a time where it wasn't as medically easy to do. You mm. know what I mean? We had those. We have those tough conversations about shop. Now 
the barbershop of today? I don't think we do because I just go into a barbershop with one guy who shave, do my locks, and I go. There's no that conversation camaraderie mm. as much mm. as it used to be. The barbershop mm. was the place that men went to have it those was the place. conversations mm-hmm. and accountability conversations. Like if you had a bunch of kids, if you like a barbershop, I used to be a barber. So I worked at a barbershop where if we knew a guy who had a bunch of kids and you ain't taking care of your kids, you know, excuse my French, niggas said something to you. We told you, you know what I mean? We're like, yo, fam, we saw a little so-so. I gave him a couple dollars. Where you at? You know what I mean? Like we had those, we do have those, but the problem is it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fine line to tell a man what to do. I can't just tell Trey, even though we believe in our brother's keeper, I can't just tell him what to do. I can pass information just like he could just pass me information, but it's up to me to take that information and utilize it. Or say that nigga don't know what he's talking about. Why is it so hard? <clears throat> Man, it's a we tough we don't, it's a tough world out we don't, here. We don't we don't know how to communicate very well. Nope. We don't know how to listen. These are things that we have to um aspire to acquire. Yes. See what I'm saying? Whether it's with each other or with females. Because when I when I put down the bottle and started elevating myself, I started separating myself from energy that wasn't good for me. That was all part of the process. And People would be surprised how long me and TS known each other. They'll think we know each other forever. It's just but when we first started talking, everything's just wow. Like you and I have a connection and we haven't spent a lot of time with each other. But every conversation we had was like over the years, always groundbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you contact me out the blue and we talked on the phone about two, three hours the first time we talked. <laughs> and then we didn't talk here for like a year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that, that, that that love is, that's crazy, that's your name. But that love, we know it's there. You know what I'm saying? And as men, we don't grow up with that. I grew up in a church family. My father did not talk to me. But now I'm the greatest thing in the world when I go see him. You know what I'm saying? He laughs. And, but I didn't grow up in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I cherish the time I have with my son, me and my son converse every day, whether it's text messages or in person. We didn't have that. Mm. Like T.S. and I came up differently, but one thing we didn't have is a father that talked to us. If my father whipped my ass, I didn't get no explanation. You should take that ass exactly. and you better not cry. He's like, yeah. I'm going to give you something to cry for. Yes. I'm like, what? That's wild. Yes, that, that was wild back hurt. in the day. Yeah. yeah. First of all, yeah. you hurt my feelings and you kicking my ass and you telling me don't cry. Yep. Well, you know, I, how, do I I put how do I process that? <laughs> I put look, so right there, put a put a pin in there for a second, please. I put in the chat a documentary called Tough Guys, G U I S E, like the skies, like a tough guys. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, okay, um, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, it's a. I need to buy it because they, it's so protected, copyrighted that it's only for educational use, and the, it costs about oh, wow. one fifty. I'm gonna buy it today. I keep forgetting about it. So I, I saw it first over almost 20 years ago and I have never forgotten it. So it's a documentary about the rise of masculinity through media in America. Mm-hmm. And so they show you the, the flashes that I remember is early men on TV who had guns, wore trench coats and suits and had little guns. And their posture was stick them up. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Rambo with big giant arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you give little boys and little girls gifts or toys from like uh, the McDonald's, boys get race cars and girls get dolls. Yep. 
when you raise little girls, you give them a play kitchens, you give them play dolls, they got a play stove, they're playing all the whole mommy maker. Boys get none of that. They get trucks, don't ever touch a doll. And now when they come of age, you want them to get along and talk about what? You right. want them to get along. And so we, uh, as a society, not we, but the society raises men to not emote and to not even be connected to domestic things. And they say, this is your role and what you must do. But now we're in 2022, women in the workplace. Roles have are now blended. You know, we have to be able to explore how we have changed. And then we say, you know, well, I'm going to a tangent about this. I'm sorry, but the last point, please, please remember. No, fine. that I, Okay, about um, the roles in the house and mm -hmm. about how things, things have changed. I'm not a fan of men being the leader of the household now. Because leadership sometimes has to shift. Men have to lean on women sometimes and women lean on men because women are wise and we are the first teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's quiet as kept that a woman is running a whole house. It's quiet as kept as a woman is running a whole man's life. But then in public, we want to say men in the head of the household. They're a partnership. They're a partnership. It is a, it is a partnership. But saying a man is the head of the household doesn't mean it's not a partnership. That woman is a part of that, a huge part of that. But, we, but remember, all right now, people talking about uh, but that's a mind. That's a mindset that has been shifted to to the misinformed. Yes. If I'm the head of my household, my woman has power. Because if she doesn't have power, I am not marrying her. Hello. I do not want a puppet at home. And women are the first. That's teachers. a misconception. Women are wise. Head of household doesn't mean I tell you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Well, you're right. But we're talking about what we see right now. What's going on in uh, social media and trends and stuff? People are all women to we, you know. We all know. We all know that. They're so misinformed and misinformed. Oh my God. But what's that? They want the woman to do what? They want a woman to be dis uh, per, per, not permissive. What's the word they keep using? Oh, submissive. Submissive. Yeah, submissive. Yeah, right. You know, submissive. We 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 have to grow and say we must be submissive to each other from time to time. And look at Barack made a great choice in um in Michelle. That's the highest example <laughs> of get your mind right, get but your Michelle woman also right, said that she's she's submissive. And her exactly. husband is the lead of the, her de the, defi the definition of submissive needs to be spoken between women. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean the man tells you what to do all the time. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. That's it's, not a what it is. I, will, it's a gentle partnership. It's a gentle partnership. Yeah, I will definitely. say this. I'm the, I'm the head of my household. My wife is very submissive to me. But I also know my wife runs this shit. And I express Always. that. I express that's, that it, constantly. That's the dynamic. That's the dynamic. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the dynamic. That is that's very expressive. Um, someone online called my wife a pick me, and my wife said, Yup, my husband picked me. <laughs> <Let's>, we're <laughs> and, gonna talk about Lynn Toller soon. You know what I mean? And no, she that, let, that she let that it be thing known. touched my heart. That thing touched my heart. I swear she, it did. That's she what let I said it be she known. really did. Oh, yeah. That, I, I mean, hear you, I hear what you said about being submissive. I get it. Maybe, maybe submissive has taken on too much of too I many say, wings. Right. I say the social media accountability piece is what's the issue. And that was one of our topics yeah. that we can mark yeah. off. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, love. What I'm yeah. saying is what you're saying is the result of the miseducated and misinformed. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Because that. just yeah. because I'm the head of the household and you're submissive to me, you're my partner. You know what I'm saying? It's just that we have different roles. The man <laughs> has always been the spokesperson of a family. I don't think that's a bad thing. But we're doing this together. You know what I mean? I'm just stepping out here doing this fight physically. But we're putting this plan together. I'm just going out here fighting this battle. And you're taking care of this part. I'm taking care of that part. No role is more important than the other. 
Absolutely. You know, now that we're talking, I'm thinking about submission in, a, in another way. If we can take the word away, because it's about being sensitive to your partner, because men need a certain kind of sensitivity and love and support and women need a certain kind. So a way right. that a woman loves and supports her man is making him dinner, rubbing his back. But at times he makes her dinner, rubs her back. You see? Right. So, you know, we can't be um, we can't be prisoners of vocabulary words either, though. Yeah, like exactly. Fight, so we're fighting, we're fighting over, we're fighting over right terms. Now. Yeah, like yeah. like right turns. now, like before we started the pod, my wife was, was still in the bed sleeping. My youngest is up. I made him breakfast, took him back to his room, told him, hey, your mama is sleeping. Keep it down. Don't wake her up. I'm doing my pod. You know the mission. He was like, yep, I'm fine, dad. <laughs> he got his snacks. He cut his TV on and he closes his door lightly. He does, he know we don't do the whole closed door thing. Close it, closes it enough so he don't wake his mom. Now, when his mom wake up, I just heard her. He goes and probably talks to her, but I looked at the camera. He's still in his room because he know dad is doing his part right now. But that's that's the part of, I think, relationship leadership that's missed. It's structure yeah. balance. Like Trey knows He knows me. He knows my boys. My boys are a big part of my life, including my daughter. My daughter is in an, another state right now. I'm the one dropped off at the airport. Her car is sitting out front of my house. You know what I mean? I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of my family. But I'm also about structured dynamics. Even with even with our my relationship with my wife, we have a structured way of doing things that even and I'm with my wife one thing because I'm headstrong. If I'm if I do something stupid, she checks me quick quickly. Quickly. I couldn't be with no one that didn't check me. Because I'll walk all over you. I know me. Yeah, I know yeah. how I am. I know that I could I could be full of shit sometimes. And my wife will fucking bop me at the top of my head. Hey, nah, we not doing that. You know what I mean? But that's that's the dynamics of of I feel of a relationship that's missing online. We yes. but let me yeah, partnership. Yeah, okay, Rod. Rod, Rod, what you saying? Since we're playing with vocabulary words so much, yeah. use the word structure. Right. That's the problem right there. So many of us. And grow up to be men that have never had structure. Facts. Then you have to run a household. Women too. God, God, no, listen. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid you have a great education and they put you in charge of a company and you got five hundred employees and you right. got to bring structure to that dynamic. You've never been around structure in your life. Now right. you have to bring structure to your family. You have to bring structure within the workplace. We got people under you that depend on you to really take care of their family because you have to bring structure to that company and you've never been around structure. Not just men, though, because you got a female here. Women, a lot of women have never been around structure. They run I, around their whole life. Now look, women, mm -hmm. we talk about this. I'm going to take it. Agree. Yeah, let's go this in. Let's get in there. Get in there. Mm -hmm. I, 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 want you, I want you to hear this. We talked about it a few times joking, but this is real. Women will be promiscuous all the way up into their life until 50 years old. Now all of a sudden they want to be celibate with somebody. You never had no structure in your life. Now you want to try to bring structure at 50, 52 years old with all these traumas you have that you've never resolved. And it's men and women that go through this. But yeah. the problem, me and T.S. always talk about social media. Men always act like it's a woman problem. Women always act like it's a man problem. It's an us but it's problem. A, it's, a, it's an information problem. It's both of us. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the main things I wish everybody on social media would get. Both sides have baggage for many, many reasons. A good friend, so I, I keep good, solid people around me. Let me tell you, oh, yeah. I don't play around with no um with uh, with a, what you call superficial friends. No, you know, so that. I got I one it. of my good my yeah. good brother friends. Um, was talking to him about it. I was real sad about being single. I was like, well, how do you see me? Why do you think I'm single? He said, well, love, think about it. 
Have you ever seen a, a healthy marriage or relationship in your life, in your family? Is anybody healthy? Are there any healthy marriages? I was like, no. He said, so you didn't see any. How would you know? And he opened up my blind spot. You don't know that you don't know. Who are you to think that you can walk around telling somebody or being an expert on, even in your own relationship, about relationships and running a household and demanding certain things when you've never even seen it modeled? Your only example is TV. Yeah. Mm. Until yeah. you walk into a therapist's office or a group of solid men, altogether men, or women, or maybe a group who are going to start addressing what it looks like. What am I missing? Because blind spots are things that's going on in and around you that are affecting you that you can't see, that you don't know that you know, you don't know is missing. Yep. And so we must, the blind spot must be a new vocabulary. Saying that you had a blind spot also takes the blame and pressure off of you for feeling guilty and stupid about being stupid and irresponsible. That was a blind spot. I'm no longer responsible for that shit that happened 10 years ago. I didn't even know that I didn't know. Now there I know. There we go. There you go. Now there I know. Go. Blind spot. <laughs> yep. I like we that. Are, we are healing from blind. It was a blind spot. Yeah, you know, shit happens. Let's keep it moving. Yep. Yeah, most yep. definitely keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, and so, I, I, yeah, I, I, so women do become new virgins at 50, hello, and men do have new penises at 50, because now you're like, oh my God, I've been giving my vagina away. I've been just being the dick man all over town. And now, you know, so both, you know, get a renewal of, oh, this is a precious jewel between my legs. You know, everybody, hello, every one of us comes to that conclusion at some time, some earlier than others. Because <laughs> in college and your 20s, you be giving that thing away. Vaginas and penises, squash, squash, squash. Come on now. Mm, and so some people yeah. stay hanging out there longer than others. Yeah. But all of us here, the three of us, have had our, our mind was up in my mid-20s. I saw Juanita buying them no more sheets. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna oh lie. my god, what have I been I was, doing? <laughs> I was definitely off the chain in my 20s. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. people take a little longer yeah. because those were blind spots, Corey. You know, we yeah. we have to be gracious with our brothers and sisters when they come to us, when they start coming on this podcast and women start coming, we got to be gracious. And maybe, look, maybe moving forward, if it's a woman that you might want, but her, her thing is a little off, maybe I'll come and be a, you know, a buffer between the two. Or maybe I can co-meet with that woman and get a conversation together before we come on or something like that. Because we want we, we need to mentor these young men and women. We can't just leave them out there, you know, ignorant. <laughs> we got to be willing to mentor them. And I, I do know. that still. I do that still. One of the, still one, of the one of the one of the one of the one of the big things when you when you drop jewels, you know, when you represent bars or when you counsel people, people have to not always feel threatened, you know, because ah. I know a lot of times people will ask your advice, they'll ask your opinion, and then they're still threatened by your response. And <laughs> yeah, oh my god, you know the That's the. <laughs> The 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 n word in me wants to be like, well, what the fuck you asked me for? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes yeah. I'll say that, but I know I, I'd rather not. I, can yeah, I, I can I help you with that perspective, Corey? Because that happens a lot. Because I in the work that I do, and I'm always mentoring and sharing information, and I get rejected a lot. Um, that person just not ready. And you say, no, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah, they're just know, not but, ready. But when it's a person you know personally, it kind of mm -hmm. issue a little different. If I don't know you personally, I'm not reacting that way. I know it's, it's sometimes you, you know, then you got to leave your best friend behind. You got to leave your mama behind sometimes. I did. Because some I people, left, I left everybody behind. That's well, that's thing. what I'm saying. That's with people behind. who are not yeah, ready. But yeah. as we travel and we, the three of us, we're growing and we always want to share something with people. And people look at us. You got three eyes, or you know, they get offended because you told them some real shit. You know. Namaste. It's, it's sometimes, sometimes, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's deeper than the person being ready. Sometimes they're just not ready to hear from you. That too. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it's just like it's, it's yeah, the thing is like no one who wants to um get their diagnosis from their uncle that's a doctor, but they'll go to a stranger. You know, it's like think you know, about you, you think can't... about what you do. Think about what you do, the works you do, things you do in the community. Think about some <laughs> of the great things. Think about some of the great things you said that have been recorded and documented, and people you know act like you didn't say it. Then you can be on social media and people will post and support people saying what? the same thing you said to them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And at first you think you bugging. Then after a while you'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. That's how it go. My father said, Sug, the game don't change, only the faces. That's how Most shit definitely. goes. Most definitely. That's yeah. how that's, that's how it goes. So when you when you have greatness in you, you just gotta keep pushing because people are gonna be trying to tear you down, tell you ain't shit, tell you you crazy, you don't know. But look, we we are a collective, the three of us, right? right. And there's more of us. We know it. Yo, yeah, that's you know, and those who course, and, and course, they like course. you said, they're gonna be replaying this. How to um there's a, there's one of those reels that People don't comment, but if you watch the plays, people are watching. Oh yeah, no, they definitely <laughs> yeah, watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they yeah. definitely watching. Yo, I, yeah. I have this, I have this topic here, and this was okay. from from you again, love that you sent to Trey. It was on social media, but and and Trey said he was like, "Hey, we're gonna need you to expound on this." Um, without blaming men, why some women can't keep a man? Oh, I'm glad. Yep, yep. So, oh, I forgot about my journey. Corey, remember I said I want to talk about my journey <laughs> and how I've changed things around. Well, first, when I said earlier, a lot of women haven't seen relationships. Right. And we are told by society, TV, whatever, that we are the prize. Right. You know, I haven't seen a healthy relation, but I'm the prize. So I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful, right? That's very right. in the in, in, Corey remembers in college. I could not I had to beat them off of me. I could barely walk down the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have experience. Oh man. Yeah, but as okay. I grew, I realized I wasn't trying to get to know any of those men. I didn't even know that I should get to know them. I didn't even know that I should show a personality. I didn't even know I had to do anything else but show up. A lot of women think they all have to do is show up. A lot of women think yeah. that men are supposed to do A, B, C, and D for them and not realize that they have to emote and connect and create relationship with this man. Them Southern Bells get it pretty well. Let me tell you, I'm getting to know they they know how to how to um smooth and um and, and uh, connect with men. But a lot of other places, we don't really know how to connect with men. We might attract them, but we don't know how to connect with them. And I don't say keep them around because connection keeps a man around. New Yorkers are heavy. We rough as hell. We rough as hell. <laughs> And we're broken. When people, when the great migration occurred, Chicago, Los yep. Angeles, New York. And so we're, uh, our souls and our structure is heavily broken for reasons that if you know, you know. And right. when I went down to the South Corey, when I went to North Carolina to school, I realized these black people are intact. They got houses and families and everybody married. I had never seen so many intact black families and wealthy yeah. and middle-class yeah. black families in my life. When I went to school, I did a a, um, a speech of, and I, I had to come up with an original speech about an original topic. So I wanted to talk about how a lot of Black people live in the projects and are doing economically bad. So I said, I'm going to go around campus and interview people. And it was like, well, what are you talking about? I live in a house. Yep. What are you talking about? I, I have a mother and father. And I couldn't get one person to go along with my narrative that Black people, Black families were broken and people were poor. It just was not true. Yeah, okay. our projects so down we, here are like luxury homes compared to y'all projects up there. Y'all are homeowners. Y'all yeah, 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 get married. Y'all yeah, 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 yeah. get married yeah. heavily. Y'all are well, homeowners. People leave, people leave the North to come to the South to get married, to have families. Yeah. Like raising families up, up North is is is, is tough. It's and tough. We don't, a lot of times you a, don't want to raise your kids in what you came up in. 
but it's a blind spot that we don't realize what's going on with us. So we come into the world 18 broken. We see a lot of domestic violence. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of teenage um uh uh pregnancies, boys. Because yep. if the girl was pregnant, the boy got her pregnant. A lot of times yep. it's you know, it's not yep. always older boys, another 14-year-old kid, too. And yep. so they've already checked out, yeah. you know, so a lot of checking out going on and now we're 25 years old and we're like you know i showed up i look good i need to be flued out that's what a girl said flued out because she didn't know no better you yeah. know and we we expect it to be given to us without realizing connection the sad part is her. a lot of us men created that we created that that thought process and that what you're saying that's why a lot of these young girls feel that way because there's a lot of these dudes and they are flying these girls out they're buying them all these different bags and shoes and all this stuff just to get that one thing, that that um that love below, <laughs> and that's it. Temporarily, because they throw them away, they don't keep right. them. and then send you them know? back home, and then you know, send men, them back home. So, and so that's that's women, but men mm -hmm. are women. You might say their numbers are high count, but it's men with high no, count numbers, and then they trash women. the women with the high count numbers that cause high count. Hey, double, you know, double, stand, college, double standards happen. Double standards. Men, men double will standard. pressure a woman. Men will pressure a woman, a girl. Let me just touch it. Let me just feel it. Let me, let me, let me. And then you let him, and then he leave you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, y'all know behind the scenes, y'all put heavy pressure on. I think maybe up into the 30s or so, heavy, yeah. ridiculous pressure to have sex and then just to leave her and say, she's stupid for letting me get it. How about that? You put all I mean, this pressure on, and then you call a woman stupid for letting you get it. You put your best foot forward. You said all type of smooth shit. You took <laughs> it out. You did whatever. And now she's stupid because I didn't even do enough to get it. What the fuck? You know, so, yeah. It's all you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think women carry men in a similar fashion? Well, how they get finances from men? The game, have, the game, it's, it's, the it's game is like different said, now. It's not new. Remember, this No, it's not. It's not of, new. Yeah. It's not new. But it's mm -hmm. just more players. It's more players on the field now. But the thing is, we don't mention the men's part. You know, we just mention how the women do and how they might be stupid for getting duped or they gold diggers for doing it. At the same time, men are tricks. You know, men will be like, so I had even recently. But people don't look down in on my men inbox, for tricks, though. In my, a married guy in my inbox said, I, let me just eat it. I don't even want to have sex with you. Let me just eat it. You married motherfucker. <laughs> These niggas okay? is wild. All right? <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. No, we believe you. 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 No, no, listen, listen, listen. We know. We know, know that some goes women on. Who, who say, who say it's, dudes it's, do it's, Okay, anyway, no, let listen. me get back. Let's it's just, get it's back. funny when a person says it to you directly, though. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Why aren't women married? Why aren't women married? So we are not. So my story, we didn't get into my story. Okay, Corby. So I had a bad experience. I didn't get, I didn't decide to have a child until I was about 35 because I knew I read Francis. Francis Crest Welsing, uh, the ISIS papers, a man and a woman should not procreate until a man, a woman is 30 and a man is 35 because then and not until then, they realize they've been miseducated, they can re-educate themselves and then fully take care of their family in a healthy way. Uh, um, Amos Wilson, another um, uh, uh, education academic, says the same kind of thing. So I was on that. In my late 20s, I was getting my shit together, Corey. I was reading a lot. So about 35, I, I had my job, I had my career, I had a master's, I had a, a pension and health insurance. And I, in my mind, look at my urban mind. If it goes wrong, I can still take care of myself. I was already putting it to doom, okay? Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, it's time. So this guy was chasing me down. The guy with him, he's, he's a, he has a career job. I'm like, oh, this is good. Career job, good place to live, knows how to, knows how to eat his food at the table. Okay, let's have a baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, Lord. 
I forgot about is he kind? Right. What is his reputation among the community? Does he know how to connect with me? I didn't know how to connect with him. And so it was tumultuous the whole daggone time. And I was so hurt and embarrassed. That's not supposed to happen like this. Oh my God. I didn't know what happened. I'm like, I thought I chose, I picked off the numbers. He was successful, good looking. He had a career. He, it, it was all material things all on paper. Superficial. Yep. All superficial. Yeah. Yeah. My blind yeah. spot was that I didn't even realize that it's his personality. Is he loving? Does he like me? Mm -hmm. Then after I found out some more things about him, he had his own trauma and wasn't able to connect. And I said, well, what was it about me that attracted such ugliness? And so I mm -hmm. went deep inside myself. I was 38 when I had my daughter. Mm. Right. And so about 42, I woke up from a new into a new personality and realizing it takes connection. And right. and so and so recently I have connected with a brother. And I, I always tell him, You're my great experience, experiment. experiment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my great experiment. And so Judge Lynn Toller, her husband recently passed. So pass put away. together a, a medley. Corey yeah. put his medley and she told different stories, but this is the I major one. Yes, this is the major one that I, I got and I get all the time. I'm very proud of myself. This, this is how I always react and respond to my <laughs> my friend, you know, my my good friend. Um she said her husband came down to the refrigerator and said, there's no, oh, there's no milk. He closed mm -hmm. the fridge and went upstairs. She's steaming like, if there's no milk, then you just need to get some. How you going to say there's no milk? Just walk out of here and tell me. Ah! So she stood at the bottom of the stairs and said, oh, I go to the I go to the grocery store. And I'm the one who buys milk. Men don't usually think three different ways about something. It's like, you're the milk buyer. I'm letting you know it's no milk. He didn't mean any harm by it. Mm -hmm. So she took a deep breath and said, hey, hon, can you go get me some milk? He said, Sure. She said, men need to be asked, you know, mm -hmm. we urban women and women who have this problem, we are hypersensitive. A lot of times we jump to conclusions. We are um, very concerned about what somebody else would think. We don't really know what it takes to be in a relationship. We don't know what the, what a partnership really means. And sometimes having to hush your mouth and hush your thoughts and just listen to the man and hear what he's saying. Cause men talk cryptically. They don't talk as exact as we do. We have to hear them and then go back to a really good, wise girlfriend or a guy. Friend. Look, he said this. What do you think he meant by that? He said, oh, that <laughs> he ain't mean nothing by it. Like, oh. And then you go back and you don't have to be so hypersensitive about what or, just occurred. A lot of times y'all just ask for clarity. My, my wife had to learn it's that with me. This is true. Yes. She had to learn that with me. She will ask mm -hmm. for clarity. Um, mm -hmm. It's funny that that part. What did you mean by it. that? Right. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you took that part out because my wife and I had that same discussion yesterday about that same part. And she said, she was like, this is very true. She she used, she used said she used to get mad at me. Um, she never expressed it to me. This is my first time hearing it. She's like, she used to get mm -hmm. mad at me because the clothes, she would wash the clothes, have them in a basket, and I would just walk right past the basket. I wouldn't fold it. <laughs> and, and I would just go. For me, it was like, once I leave upstairs and I'm downstairs, I don't go back upstairs until I get ready to go to sleep or I got to go grab something so I don't think about it. And um, and I told her, I said, I, I just don't think about it. She's like, no, I realized that. She's like, you're so used to me doing it that when you see it, you don't think about it because you know I got it. And um, she was like, but when you sit up here long enough, you will just do it because you realize I need some help. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're right. I miss those. I miss those subtle cues of moments because I don't do those things. I do all the stuff that I know that my these are my role within this home. You know what I mean? I know my roles within these homes. I don't add, I don't, I do those and I never ask you to do them or I never look for you to do them. I just knock them out. Mm -hmm. And so I just subconsciously never think about those pieces until you ask me. 
Hey, Sean, you'll do this oh, for me? All right, cool. I'll go knock it out. Need anything else? No, nah, I don't need anything else. Almost yeah. every time a man will, if you yep. just, just speak up. You yep. know, did you see the best man uh, series? I haven't watched it yet. Trey keeps okay. watching. I watched it. I watched there was it. I a part, there's one of the couples, I forget their names, the one who wrote the actually wrote the book and his wife. Yeah. She always was mad with him. And come to find out when they went to therapy, she never spoke up about any way that she felt. She didn't even have the gentle say quad to do the suggestion or ask what you think or what nothing. And then they wanted to get a divorce. And that thing is all largely her fault because she was never clear about what she expected, what she wanted, and asked questions. So um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Now I wanted to tell you guys, in my journey, I feel emotionally safe. So now I can seek to understand a man rather than saying he must understand me. Mm. I'm fine. You're yeah. not going to hurt my feelings. Little things don't hurt my feelings anymore. If a thing rubs me the wrong way, like you say, I don't say anything that at that moment because you'll be upset and emotional, a woman. Right. I have learned in this relationship, I will never call him or talk to him when I feel emotionally inflamed. I will wait a day or so and walk into it or uh, realize it's not that important. I have never. It's been a couple of years now. Never. Been a uh, blew up or reacted or when I was inflamed. I'm never going to do that to another person, another man in my life. But that's good. That's that, that sense of clarity that you, you figured out within yourself mm -hmm. that a lot of people, you know, just refuse to even attempt. You know what I mean? A lot of times that we, we so unsure about so many things, it's just easier to blame the next person or fight. Yeah. You know, it's that fight or yeah. flight situation. A lot of us will get into. Some people live by that code. You know, it's like they think there's power in cursing out somebody or power in telling somebody off. There's really no power in that at all. None. Nothing is solved. You're going to damage it. You're going to damage I remember when I was in caught up in my blind spots, I would run men away because if there was a situation that I needed clarity, I would try to make them talk to me now. Talk right. to me now. Well, right. a man may not, any human may not want to talk right now. And so you know what I do, Corey, now, not just with, with men, with anyone, I say, um, I want to talk about something. Is now a good time? Can you let me know when we can have a discussion right. or into the conversation? There's something I, I was, um, I had some questions about. Can we talk? Yeah. You know, I ask permission in people's lives if I can talk to them now. They might be like, nope, not right now. Okay. You know, right. because the time will present itself and you have to give people that grace. Because what if you don't want to talk? Somebody's trying to force you to talk. So you have to give grace. Grace is an exchange. But again, you got to get through some healing to be able to do that and um, slow down and feel emotionally safe within yourself. Like nobody is going to destroy me right now. If I break up with anyone, I'm not I'm still going to be able to eat. I'm still going to have a house, you know, so right. I'm not prisoner to anyone's economics. You know, it's a lot of different factors on why we react and respond, but mainly we need to start. The question was why are women single? Women need to start uh, looking to understand the man they're in a relationship with and, and asking, how can I be, how can I connect with this man? And not just with him, because remember, a lot of men don't have good communication skills, but they like connecting, right? Oh, you know, yeah. you, you, you need to go to someone wise. An older right. man or woman. When I first started dating this guy, I wasn't going to date him for whatever reasons. I went to an older dude and he was like, yo, sound like a good brother. Give him a chance. Mm. He was an older man, you know, and, and it, he was right. You know, and every now and again, <laughs> when I feel a little wavy, I call my old man friends, you know, listen. And they'd be like, oh, no, no, you know, yeah. You know? Right, right. No, that, and that's that's a good that's a good thing to have because a lot of us, we don't have that. You know what I mean? I, don't, I know I don't have a... I don't have too many male. Um, I don't have too many male figures I can just lean on for um, 
for guidance. On but would you allow it? Yes, yes. Well, would you allow it? And this, and this age, and this age now, and this, and the way I think now, most definitely. Um, twenty year old Sean, I'm not here. What nobody got to say. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, early thirty Sean, same thing. I felt I always felt like I had it right, but when I got to about thirty five to now, and I'm forty two, so. I, I my mind is always open for um positive knowledge and information. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a take things. That's from a big thing. That's a big thing. Mission. Yeah, I mean we talk all the time. Whatever. Mm -hmm. We we build and learn from each other sometimes without realizing we're doing it. Fact. But the, the the problem with the generational gap is a lot of older generation men are allegedly church based. I say that because a lot of them is fronting because I grew up in that environment. They faking like that shit. part too. Mm -hmm. So they don't talk to us. They talk at us or they yep. talk down mm -hmm. on us, right? Mm -hmm. Like my father, my father became a pastor when I was a teenager, so I grew up differently from my two brothers. So my father never talked to me. I say it all mm -hmm. the time, and when I do have conversations with him, I would always have to tell him, "Leave that pastor back there. I don't want to talk to him." You know what I mean? I need to talk to my father, mm -hmm. and he never got that. Mm -hmm. Now I can't say he got it because he's eighty-seven years old. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, you know he's from that generation. Born in forty-something, he was born in fifty-two. No. He was born in forty-eight. You know, but I had to. I had to also learn. I can't tell my father how to be my father, but I have to be thankful for the greatness that he did achieve and put in front of me. Right. I had to learn that. Right. And I'm talking about learning that at fifty. Can I tell you what I have? Like, like, I always have mentors. I always have mentors. Always, always sought out mentors. I've always sought out mentors. There's something about me that I've always wanted to learn. I knew from a young age that I was in a family that I was like, how am I in here? I don't know how I'm related to these people. I felt very different from my family. And for some reason, I always sought out uh, older people, wiser people. I had a mentor, a lady down the hall was a, a model and she modeled in New York and I was about 10. I used to go visit her and talk to her. You know? I think that was my earliest mentor. So I had an old man mentor one time, one of my friend's father that was wise. And he, uh, I was ranting about my parents and what I didn't get. He said, listen, you're not going to get, they're not never going to be the parents that you thought they should be. So stop hoping and wishing for it. It is what it is. And it's over. Move forward. They're dead, they yep. did what they could do. And they're yep. never going to be what you thought they should be. It, it, other people would say, you got what you needed so you can be who you're going to be. You yep. know, and Most so, yes, so yes, when, we, yes. when we need wise yes. counsel, we need to be open. Deepak Chopra says, when you see, say, for instance, you might be somewhere where brothers are and a brother might have a book or a brother might have something that's interesting. Start up a conversation and you might find it might be a, I mean, somebody with some salt and pepper here, you know, usually, right. you know, someone that looks that may be a little bit more mature to you and look like they have it together. Start a conversation. Even if you see a smooth dude look like about 80 and he look all agile, he might be at the gym, he might be somewhere. Say, hey, dude, you know, you look really good for your age. How did you? How did you, uh, how are you maintaining this? And you might be like, he might be the wisest man you ever met, but that's a permission that most humans don't have. But because I've been on this journey, I studied Deepak Chopra for some years and it helped me even to be more open and fluid with strangers. And sometimes mentoring conversations could be one time. It could be for a month. So mentors don't rock with you your whole life. Mentors nope. come and go. Sometimes yeah, you have mentors for a couple of years and they come in. So you got to yeah. know that maybe you just had one awesome conversation with this dude and you never see him again. But we must be open. Yeah, that happens. That, that yeah, happens yeah. So those are mentoring. Yeah. Those are those are the gods and the, and oh, the yeah. universe giving you information as well. 
So we have to be very open to even even now that we're tapped in, call me sometime. We can chat it up and talk it up. You know, so we have to go to where we know wise people are. That's awesome. That's good. That's always good. Yeah, yeah. I believe I definitely believe in mentors as well. I definitely mm-hmm. I'm because I mentor some people and then I also have mentors. I've had them. I'm my one main mentor. I've had him since I was in college. Um, he's someone that got me in the business and really helped me find two. I'm a shit. He was my lawyer for a little while. Pro bono. Hello, right? Mentors are all different things. You know yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. So I definitely this this I definitely agree. Mentorship is one of those things that is needed. I I fought being a mentor for a long time. I, I always felt like that was some old shit. I was like, man, I'm not. Gonna <laughs> that you know what I mean? Yeah. I realized I found myself, you know, being the first person that certain young people will call hey sean i want to get your insight on this and i'm just giving the information that's right and then they hang up thank you mentor and then hang up real fast because they know i don't like that shit. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? we owe that we, we owe that we owe that back to some degree like i'm i'm the old guy at the gym now and it's like it's what? funny to me now. Like, me too know. yeah i'm Man. the old guy at the gym all the young dudes y'all want to be like you og the next thing you know some kind of problem comes up you know what i'm saying because usually usually when a young person approaches you that second conversation is when they tell you what they really want. Right. That first one mm-hmm. is there, but they, they don't know how to get it. They're, they're right. feeling you out. Mm-hmm. When they get that good vibe, that next mm-hmm. time they see you, I got to mm-hmm. ask you something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you be like, yes. okay, you know, I yeah. make sure I have time. I make yeah. sure I have time and I hear it. Because you, you actually, you know, you're sharpening each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I say to him a lot of times, my mind sometimes don't think unless I'm talking. Like I think better when I'm talking. Because <laughs> while I'm enough. talking, stuff will come. And he'll ask me what I said, and I'd be like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just said it. Right. You know right. What I mean? my, my mind, my mind works while I'm moving. No, no, you like, right. I talk, to, I talk, I talk to myself when I'm driving. Like that's how my mind. I know. I, I talk to myself a lot too, as well. Yeah. I, I know we we, conversations. we we was gonna talk about um um male and um do men acknowledge insecurities? I feel like we already answered that. Because we don't, <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> not really. And we said, what are the remedies? Mentors, really looking right. at yourself and, right. and wanting to change, and knowing that it's scary, but somehow you got to get through it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this also, next talking, talking, talk to a woman that doesn't give judgment. Ah, uh, I mean, a lot of time when you're transparent to a woman, they use that transparency as a weapon. And that's what makes men even more scared, right? Oh, with, with that goes into. I'm sorry, you're about to go somewhere. I, I did just circle pick good candidates. Right. So now that we're learning. When I was in college, I had a little situation and I said, oh, no, I ain't never picking that kind of dude again. So I had a baseline of a man that I would even deal with. So right. though my daughter's father was not a, a match emotionally, right. you know, <laughs> right. we, there was a baseline and he was not he wasn't a bum in the community either. Oh, no, I you believe know? I believe in changing up your, 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 yeah, so your candidates. Get, have a baseline of what yeah. you will deal with, what you because then you won't get the trash anymore at all. You'll be like, oh, no, not I that. No, that. we ain't doing that. So get yourself, men and women, have a baseline of what you will and won't deal with and don't wave on your baseline. So my yeah, baseline I, was having a good job and, and various other things. But like I also now want a man who can be proud of himself because a man who's not proud of himself is a dangerous man. Mm. Has a possibility that he ain't even proud of nothing. He ain't got nothing to be proud of. Mm. Then he ain't got nothing to lose. That's the one to chase down try to hurt you. Mm. He ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> never gonna I, never, I never even thought about that. Yup, it's never really uh, satisfied. You're right. You're he's right. never going to be satisfied. I don't care what it is. Person like yeah. that, never going to be satisfied. So, you know, let him stay with the women who don't have nothing nothing to lose he will, either. You he know? Will, he, nah, yeah. man, a man like that, 
Just like I've, I've dealt with a woman like that before. They will try to destroy you. Yeah, yeah, they don't have nothing to lose. They don't have no good job. They don't have no long-standing career. They don't care about themselves. They don't care about their community and what they're doing in life. You know, oh, no, like, I'm too good for that. You know, I got too many things going on to be jeopardizing my life with you. You know? Now you're right. Now you're right. You're right. All right, so the next one, man. Um, women with children believe even during the dating phase, they are considered a package deal. <laughs> now, my, I've been married twice. This is my second marriage. My first marriage, my wife, my ex-wife, she had a son. Um, I will commend her for this. It's a lot of a lot of reasons why we should not have been together. But <clears throat> I will commend her with this because we were in a social circle together. Her son knew me, but he never knew we were together mm. for a very long time. He never knew we were together until we made it that that we were together. Um, she was very protective of little dude. You know what I mean? We were together for, we were together long enough where um, I, um, little man, when we split, little man was um, seven. He was my youngest son's age when we split and we were together since he was three. You know what I'm saying? So we were, to, we were together for a long, we were together for a good minute. And um, she, I will say she never forced the package deal on me. Now I know people who dealt with that where the woman first thing as soon as the first very first date i had a guy tell me the first date he went on the chick asked him this was back in the day so they still doing that now asked him oh would you buy some food for my son too and he was like i'm not yeah. on a date with yeah. your son i'm not on what well, i look like yeah. paying for your son yeah. to eat i'm not on a date where's with my list where's my you, list that goes on the list yeah or you could have left with that she could have well, with that but she didn't a lot of people do feel like those are package deal situations. I remember, they will, um, they will, they will fight you in those scenarios. Like, Look, you fight, might be too fight. young to remember this, but it was a movie called Baby Kids by this <laughs> by uh, a comedian wrote it, and he uh, come and, on, uh, come on, yeah, Baby Kids. I love Baby Kids. If you if you want to if you want to get with me and my kids, you got to take yeah. us to Funland. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's a certain kind of woman, you know. Oh, that's yeah. a certain kind of woman. Because she has not done what she needed to do in life to take care of her kids. She needs a sponsor. Right. You know, women like myself who already have a career and happen to be a single mom, we don't want you around our kid. We Like that woman, we don't want you around our kid. Right. Like, no, we don't need men in and out of our lives giving false hope to our kids. Everybody ain't your kid's stepdaddy, you right. know? We're out on a date. Thank God I'm on a date because, oh, Lord, I'm always a parent. I don't, I, he's always eating with grandma. He don't need no nothing. You know, just right. me and you. Give me that. Run that steak. And then right. for me and you, let, let's have a drink. Because my yep. kid is well taken care of, already fed before I left and have a bath and pajamas on. My kid. Right. You know? So my kids are not home like little uh, birds in the nest. What you bring us eat? What you bring us eat? No, no, no. You know, right. so that's a different kind of woman. And there's a certain kind of man who likes to take care of that kind of woman. Okay? That's so different. if you know you don't like that kind of woman and you go out with her and say, well, I'm, obviously I'm not for you. I'm not the type of man who sponsors women. But we in our, in our all, yeah, all over, we don't do that here. All over the world, <laughs> this is a common dynamic between men and women. Because remember, the base, the the baseline of women and matriarchy in this world for many generations, many centuries. Now we have some some societies that are matriarchal, and women are held in a high standard, and, and women run everything. But we are in a patriarchal society in the Western world. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is not brand new. So if you have some women that's still on that operating system, let them be and let them be there, you know, because that's what they're operating on. It's not brand new. That's what they think life is. 
But if you as a man have grown and you want a partner and a woman that's not coming for you to feed her, then deal with a different woman. But that woman still exists. She's a she's a leftover from, you know, this what you call this, um, this paradigm shift, you know, that you know, she she has to grow too. She's that type of woman that needs to grow too. You know, she's disempowering herself when she cannot feed, clothe, or shelter herself without someone sponsoring her. She's disempowered. Right. I agree. I agree. I agree. But people instinctively misinformed, miseducated, they choose the microwave meal. They complain when that microwave meal isn't for free. <laughs> right? You complain. Mm-hmm. You bought that meal the first time you signed a deal, buddy. You bought that yeah. first time. And then as home. time goes on, you complain that this meal right. isn't fulfilling. Right. And then nah. you do it again and again and again until you're enlightened. Then you realize well, you, that blind spot, yeah. you know, because some, Most definitely. some, some men don't some I have think, blind spots. Some, some got yes. an S on that spot. Many. And you know, I think men don't <laughs> okay. realize when they are natural caretakers, you know, like save, you don't want to call it save a hoe. You guys in the street might call it, people call it save a hoe, but some men yeah. love to be with women. I don't like that. I don't like that term, but I, yeah. Okay. It that's another sometimes. term. Okay. Yeah, but if it's, but if it's. It's yeah, just, it's out there, like, but it's like not everyone. Yeah. But some men, of course not. Of course like, not. Of course not. I, I've heard even recently on some podcast men saying, "I want a woman who needs me. Who wants a woman who has all her own stuff? Because then now she thinks she's an equal partner." Okay, buddy. Well, so you have some people who still want that dynamic, they but don't if complain. you want, they don't complain. That's don't what complain. you want. If you don't, there's plenty women. Doing a dag I mean, on that. I mean, the same thing goes for there's a lot of women that are out there looking for projects. They're looking for a dude yeah. that they can mold and fix and fit the need. Oh, ain't no because, shortage of that. Just ain't because no he just because he knocking them walls good. Like uh, Yeah, but then that's the women. But he don't have woman. none of this other shit. I'm gonna fix it. Yeah, but she'll after a while not like you if you start to elevate. She doesn't want you to start doing better. Or he'll leave her when she elevates. All the men who had them, them girlfriends in prison, when they come out, they be ready. As soon as they get out of prison, they be ready to leave already. Some, some women, some, some women, women do it too. All of these situations are people situations. Some yeah, women start doing you, well in their career, and then the man ain't no good no more. That man helped your, them that whole way. Mm-hmm. It happens with all, all of us. It's all, Again, mostly all the things that men do, women do. Because women got this masculine energy. They want to do some of the same shit that's been done to them. That's true. That's a, a vindictive uh, spirit. And remember, people have blind spots, so they're not com- connected emotionally. And so if a woman gets with a janitor and then she goes and he allows her to get a master's because he lo- loves her so much and he pushed her all the way through school. Now she has a master's. He's still a janitor. What right do you to, to look down on this man who put you through school? She's it's thinking about super- do. Yeah, you it's think common, about super- superficial it's a things. Situation. Yeah, yeah. It's a, they think about superficial things and vice versa. A man, you know, a, a woman helps a man with all his paperwork, stays at home, does everything, and now he's a millionaire and he's up with the chick who's a millionaire too. Hey, wait a minute now, Sally, who helped you through the whole thing? So, you know, those are blind spots and people don't think about what they're thinking about. You know, it's insensitivity. You know, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's, it's human that's behavior. What, that's, what, that's what touched me about Judge Tolliver's story because he knew her path and journey and he took a back seat and helped her get there. Mm-hmm. And she and allowed him to just, no just be her man. Doing that. Yeah, he had no right. problem doing that. And it worked out. I mean, rest in peace. You know, the brother's gone now. Oh, he you know, this is what I want to say, too. People need to stop comparing their relationships with other people. Because oh, what yeah. you won't do, What's somebody definitely? else will. We and talk, what, about people, we talk about that all the time. People, the, yeah. the human interaction that goes on between two individuals is very personal. You know, and not everything floats everybody's boat and not everything makes everybody mad or not everything that makes everybody happy. The smallest thing can make a woman happy. The next thing, can, another woman like that ain't shit. You know, you just never know. So you can't compare what you 
find valuable with a man or woman to what someone else finds valuable. Like here's the litmus test. This person ain't hitting these bars and that we're not together because Becky and them online said this and that. No, no, no. How yeah, but, see, mm -hmm. but then you're not comparing it to a realistic relationship or the exactly. totality relationship. You're comparing it to a highlight reel and a social media representation, which isn't, that isn't what it is. You know what I mean? That's just looking at anybody's mm -hmm. success and saying, I want that. Right. But you don't know maybe the years of education or the years of training or the years of grinding. Like we've been yes, doing this podcast that grind. for a while. Mm -hmm. We had a short break, but this is episode 90, 91, 90, 91. 91. It's episode 91. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, and it's like, there's 90 episodes before 91. Yep. Well, I think what you guys are doing, you're starting conversation in a different way. This is a paradigm shift. I pray that your podcast gains momentum because we're helping people to think this whole time we haven't blamed anyone. We've dropped okay. different we don't do that we, here. We we, don't we've do dropped that different types of personalities and you know what's going on out there. And we're saying how we've remedied it, how it works for us. And let's hope that people see see this podcast and how you edit it and it gives people solutions. It gives them something to think about, something to That's chew on. That's the goal. That's we, the goal. And, and the one we don't we have it all figured out. There's <clears throat> and there's no edit. What they're gonna get is what they get right here. Oh, the whole yeah, we thing? keep it wrong. Yep. We don't. We don't. Yeah, the whole thing. We don't. The whole thing. Nah. We put we put clips out, but there's always the opportunity to see the whole video yep. or just hear the whole audio. It's on all platforms, so you awesome. have your choice. Yeah. And everything so, and everything is archived, so they can go back to it. So yeah. let's see, let's see if we don't blame someone. I'm about to play a little video clip. <laughs> okay, okay. I just felt entitled to it as well. I was paying all the bills. I was working my off, and I felt like that's what comes—the spoils of riches. Yeah. And like my dad before me, whoever has the most gets to do whatever the hell they want. Is what yes, I thought. Yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes. it was just dysfunctional from day one. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> so Trey posed the question: Infidelity pass for the breadwinner? Is there? Yeah, am I? Is I'm? Am I on? Is this thing Go on? Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the first Speak thing I was love <laughs> superficial criteria. The whole conversation was superficial. <laughs> it wasn't about nothing. It's, it, come on, what are we talking about? It, it depends on what you want out of life. And like she said, in the same breath, she said it was all dysfunctional. But remember, at first she was in her twenties. She was like, "This is how it is. It's popping. I'm popping. I'm doing it." Remember, your twenties, your frontal cortex is not even fully developed yet, so we do a whole lot of nonsense. It's a time to live and be crazy. She's not saying that's what it is right now. She's saying it was dysfunctional. Yeah, 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 she admitted yeah, 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 yeah. it. So it was. I, mean, so I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. Really, I, I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad yeah. she said it. You know but the saying? thing is, when you when you're funny to me, it's funny to me how some people will hear that and like agree with it. No, she's telling you how stupid she used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but but she's not but wealthy, people, <laughs> but wealthy people do have a different criteria for living. Like right now, you you know what y'all could have put side by side? Diddy with his young young ma girlfriend with the baby that was just born. Yeah. And oh yeah. Diddy and young ma was on a cruise in a boat somewhere recently. Right. Two weeks after the baby was born, living it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just how that's, they want to live. That's, you that's, can't compare your life to them. They don't, the thing is, rich people don't have to think about what they think about because they can throw money on everything. You know, they're lucky. If, if Francis Crest Wilson, you're lucky if you get to become your new person. You see, Jim Carrey, he woke up. Jim right. Carrey, you know, none of that nonsense. Nope. Jim Carrey's turned into a wise man. But more money won't allow you to be a wise man. You, you went to church, there's a, 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 a scripture, a quote that says, um, something about a wise man, a wise man have more of a chance to, somebody, somebody the needle of the, the needle, the head of a needle than going through the head of a needle. So I'm like, you know, 
wise rich men don't become wise generally. <laughs> you right. know, a lot of time they be foolish. Money, right, yeah, yeah. money can make you foolish. So this is a foolish stage, and rich people think that rich people have different rules. Are you connecting with people? Do you want to emote? But then it's like we don't want to judge them because they're on a whole different vibrational level of living than we are. Right. You know, that that's on them. But she did admit it's dysfunction, and I think it's all superficial. And this comes down to what do you want in life? What is important to you? We now, get not to judge what's important to somebody that's very else. True. Now imagine if you heard a man say that same sentiment. No, destroyed him. I've always been, been liberal. Destroyed. I've always no. been liberal. I can dig it. I got bro- I have seven brothers and a father who was a G. I'm not one of them kind of. And I remember WBLS. I heard this interview because I was one of them kids. I used to listen to the interviews early in the morning. These women from Europe said women in America would destroy their whole family over infidelity. Infidelity has nothing to do with the family and um a man's love and adoration for his you know his light his family and what he talk and his to, structure. Talk to, tell us it has nothing to do. So I've I've always been liberal. You know, with with no, uh, no. relationships, I've never been a jealous woman or chasing a man down. You cheat on me, I know you're seeing somebody else. Eh, you know, and you know, it could be part of why I've been single too because I, men have told me you act like you don't care. I'm like, how, what do you nah. want me to do? <laughs> what do you yo, want me to do? Not, <laughs> yo, you know how trash that is. It's like, <clears throat> yeah. you don't want this woman hounding you every second, but then when a woman lets you have the freedom to be a man, now you feel like you're not wanted. Exactly. But, so, but, you know, but hold up, but hold up, hold up. It goes both ways. Because if I I've had women get mad at me because I don't argue. Oh yeah, that's I've a lot of toxic say, women who want to argue that would, would pull you in and snatch you. Come back and talk Yo, to me now. I told you that's you part of that talk, chaos. You can talk that shit and I'll talk just to me listen. now. Remember, I, I used to be that. Talk to oh, me good. now. Mm-hmm. Talk, I kicked the boyfriend before because I was so frustrated. Oh, oh yeah, you wallah. <laughs> well, we get down to the we get down to the end of the <laughs> we get down to the end I of the did. show. I did. I kicked him. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> we get down to the end of the show. We got two good um quick hits. Um, first of the quick hits is um men personal hygiene. It's been a video going around about <laughs> men that didn't um wash their asshole, didn't wash their ass, they just let the water hit it or they didn't yeah, wash we did a, we need a woman's perspective, man. I put it on there because I heard a story. This woman was telling me a couple times men just weren't clean, like they weren't washing their ass, like. Yep. They were dirtying up washcloths. I didn't know it was a thing because I called him. I was like, Who? and then I and I told him I had a homegirl back in back in the day who yeah. told me that she, her she I had I, I was dating this chick and her friend said yeah I had to teach my boyfriend how to wash because he would just well, let the water that. run down to his butt. He said it was gay to wash your your butt cheeks. I didn't ever understand. <laughs> he probably, that. He probably has been abused. He probably has been abused. Well, here we go. Hi, hygiene. Hygiene is taught by who? Family. Again, men don't address their childhood traumas. Maybe they didn't have baths. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they don't want to even touch their own anus. You know, maybe they were foster kids and never learned, you know, and it, they couldn't have a full shower and they had to hurry up and shower. If a man don't know how to clean as a grown man, best believe there was some negligence or some missing pieces in his childhood. Mm-hmm. That no one wants to address. You want to laugh about, oh, they're not clean, they're not clean. Hello, you mm-hmm. learn how to clean from your first family. Yeah, I never parents. even thought about it that way. Yeah, your mom didn't play that. My mom didn't play know. that shit. You go wash your ass, boy. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. if you smell, or, I have brothers, so you know. I, I look. I have brothers, right? So I know the this the timeline of mudslides in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> when we were younger, they had mudslides. As they got older, I didn't see them anymore. Okay, right. so I just know the timeline of mudslides. Like they was we called the mudslides back in the day because no, I, I had brothers. Yep. I grew up with brothers. Mudslides. Yes, yep. <laughs> no, no grown man should have tire tracks. No, never, man. never. He should not. 
territory, but Never. we do not know the history. Like a lot of men, men front in front of other men. Okay, oh, yeah. we don't know their um, we don't know their history. We don't know their trauma. And a man may have every time he goes to touch his own ass, he might go into the shakes mm. for the trauma. That's deep, though. Yeah, that's deep. If that's one even touches deep. it, he could have flashbacks. Right. That's true. That's and that's let alone have to dig back there. And the, the sad part is, the sad part is, it's a, a lot of men have been molested, but they is they're afraid to come out about it because it's so frowned upon. A lot of men have been it's molested. It's embarrassing. By other men. It's horrible. You know what I mean? It's a yeah, lot of men that's, have been that's, raped. That's always, that's always gonna be a tough raped. conversation. It's always gonna be a tough conversation for men, especially men that are heterosexual. But here's right. the deal. Here's 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 one piece I want people to take from away from this. If you take away from this that perhaps a man has had some some sexual trauma, why he doesn't wash his ass properly, the do not say what happened to you as a child. You wasn't. Right. Don't confront a man like that, and 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 make it a, a like a a matter of fact thing. Something must have happened to you. Right. No, no, no. That's when if you suspect this and you like this guy, have a gentle discussion with him. If you think he old, just nasty buzzer, don't wash his clothes, and leave that nasty buzzer where he at. Okay. But if you th if this guy is good looking, he's well dressed, and then you find he has mudslides, hmm, it could be worth like the one sister still was with the man and married him. You know, it's all You think you could choice. be in a relationship with a man that's been through those kind of traumas? That's really fighting that? You think you could really maintain a healthy relationship with that kind of man? Possibly, because those traumas come out in different ways. Those traumas could, could be seen as red flags. You don't even want to enter a relationship with a dude like that. But if a man has managed to manage himself well and hide his trauma pretty well and, and is gentle and kind, because right now I'm only dating gentle and kind men. I, I'm not dating anyone who has who's fighting with themselves. So, so, at, so basically, 50, if if, it, if it's not shown in the initial stages, yeah, yeah, then it I, might I, be a possibility. I, I, it, I yeah, it could that. be a possibility because you know I see it in a way like, wow, that's interesting, you know. And if it happens more than, more than once, you know, maybe we was on the go one day at work, you know. But if it becomes the issue, like we live together, some too many people live together first. You you find out this shit when you live with somebody. Like how you see somebody's drawers, you know. You go to their house, you you get it in. You leave. Usually, you go to somebody's house. Did you take a shower? You take a shower when I get. You know, we take a showers one, okay, before right. you having sex. And if you're seeing people's underwear, it's because are you living with them? Are you starting to wash their clothes? Like they're in a deeper or, relationship if you start to see them. Yeah. You know, women, y'all, you know, y'all put y'all faces in places. If this motherfucker ass nasty, like you're gonna that, that's you how I your, heard. if you're gonna that's put your face somebody's ass, it's in a shower required before you put your face in there. So people need to make what the fuck was you doing that you see his at his dirty but, uh, drawer. But at the same thing. I if I jumped that's in the shower and motherfucker ain't washing his butt crack, that shit's still there. No, this is what I'm saying. This is delicate. This is how the situation was delayed to me. She was like, dude would take showers and his butt still would stink. Or mm. he would take a shower and his rag smelled like ass. Mm. So it was it, it, it was a cleanliness problem. It was a hygiene problem as far as wiping. Probably didn't wipe. use soap. Probably didn't use soap. Yeah, that, that's a that's a historic hygiene issue. That that's comes from wet wipes, wipes are not shit. feminine. Wet wipes are not feminine. I use them oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I got them in every bathroom in the house. Yeah, what? I have them because that should be a requirement. I, I, I better use me a wet wipe. That's all I'm gonna say. All the time. <laughs> that should be a requirement. I'm two minutes from buying a debate uh, a bidet. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm yeah, two right? minutes from buying a bidet. To be mm -hmm. honest with you, mm -hmm. Lord, attach yeah, me yeah. to add to the toilet or something. Or, squash, or squash, you know, spray up there because I, you know, I, I want to speak it clean. But see, you hear all the di different possibilities that it could be. So just to say a man doesn't wash his ass is highly insensitive, and you you laugh at it. And then here's a man. Oh, one time when I was a, as a as a counselor in the school. There was a kid who I had, there was a black psychologist and he knew all the boy stuff. They loved talking to him. He, there was only three in the whole district. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was this one boy. 
he told me, yeah, he has an issue. He's self-conscious because he smells a little funny because he has a problem with his um his um his anus and his rectum. His feces seeps out just a little bit all day. Oh damn! Never heard that one before. Hello, he people have he health penetrated. issues, huh? Okay. He, well, either either is a health issue or he was penetrated. I don't I don't know which. It could be either one. But be, you know, people have tears in their lining. Correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they have tears in his lining, and he probably probably needed to wear a, a, a pull up a natural right. a natural tear in the lining though. No, I he don't could. know. He's a teenager. He I don't know. He he's could. a teenager. It doesn't matter how it happens. Yeah. But yeah. this is what he's having some natural health. Natural he's, he's having health a issue. health condition right. where there's yeah. a tear and it's seeping. And you know he's young. He ain't gonna wear no uh pull up. You right. know he's not taking wipes to school. You know he's a hood ass little boy. He, he just you know coming to school and doing his best. So we have people who don't probably know how to take care of themselves. And talking about a man have mudslides, I don't think it's funny. I think it's of concern, and right. he might be needs need some sensitivity, and he might need to be held in a fetal position. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one, the last one. I don't know if you're in the sports, but um, and and I'm and I'm probably gonna disagree with Trey, but Trey put the savagery of the NFL. What is the? What do you mean, bro? No, I just mean by across America, all the, all the heart attacks and all the injuries are becoming more severe at this point, and it's not discussed as far as trying to come forth some remedy, trying to make it safer, trying to communicate it more so with the parents. The savagery is what's being promoted. The savagery is what's being communicated. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Though. Like, I love the game of football. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying football should stop. I would have never stopped my son from playing. I was prevented from playing for my mother because she was scared of football when I was a kid. But when I look at the savagery, you have a person that almost died and people mm -hmm. are worried about a game more so than they were worried about his life. And even though Skip Bailey said what he said and tried to clean it up, he's not the only person that feels that way. No, We've watched football where people will be paralyzed and they mm -hmm. caught them off and they keep playing. Yep. They don't even think about it. It's a, it's a barbaric. It's a barbaric sport. That's um, my point. But as time goes on, but, it seems like the the injuries exponentially increase, and it's because because the people are stronger, faster. We are stronger and faster than our predecessors. So of course the injuries are going to be a lot different. Like you look at a LeBron James as a basketball yes, player. Yes, I agree. But you're putting your life on the line with no guaranteed money. These but collective that, bargaining agreements are no good for okay, these players. Okay, there you go. All. That's the problem. The collective bargaining. That's what agreement. I mean by savagery okay. of the NFL. That's but the that's savagery. not that's not the NFL issue. That's the problem with the NFL PA who not negotiating on properly for the players. It's still NFL. If, it's if still you think NFL. about if you think about the NBA, they're 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 because it's it's what is it um a union? It's a union job. Your union rep is fighting for those things. For you to have after you're not playing, the NFL union rep is has been historically the worst, and I don't understand how he keep getting voted in. Well, can That's I inter can I interject here? That's what I'm talking about. I think Corey, um, I think you um you posted a video, but I know I reposted a video about this commentator. Commentator, I've never seen him before, and there was that this came up about the union versus the NFL um owners. He said mm -hmm. this is yeah. humanity. Yeah. He said, this is humanity. Because if you as owner are making billions of dollars, why wouldn't you want to see your players do well and their families be taken care of? Why does somebody have to fight you to do the right thing? This is just the right thing to be this done. This is corporate America. I, I believe what he said. It is I corporate agree, America. Yeah. I agree what he said, but as someone that's been in corporate America for a very long time, this is how it's corporate America runs. That's, well, that's not reality for well, I just I didn't have to, to mention money. the humanity. No one's, mm -hmm. And I think um, organized sport is a so, social construct 
Mm -hmm. um, it's a social construct and we we all have been duped because we watch these people um, uh, run up and down the field, get paid millions of dollars. We take it, we have arguments and fights. Uh, we get passionate about it. We have heart attacks over it. We we bet money and it's we're not being paid. We, we are feeding money to, to watch yeah. them mm -hmm. and we're not being paid. And we pay teachers struggling $60,000 a year to start maybe and you got these people starting out $250,000 a year to run up and down the field and get themselves hurt. It's right. like, it's a wild social construct that we're, you know, that's inhumane. And it goes way back. Like I said, nothing's ever new. And I'm always going to take y'all back on a, a history ride about mm -hmm. the Greek uh, sports in, in the Coliseum where yep. people fought to the death. Yep. This is nothing new. These are gladiators. It's yep. a modern day gladiators that we're paying all this money. And these few white males reaping the benefits of, of these black men running up and down the field. If for nothing else, see yourself that you don't want to be owned anymore. Right. You know, do something <laughs> different. Good Lord. And so, I, yeah, I'm not a fan. I, 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 hear I used you. to be a fan of sports when I was a kid with my brothers, but I'm no longer, I'm checked out. Right. I hear you and I understand that. I understand all of that. I'm with you a thousand percent. As someone that wanted to go pro or someone that played pro overseas, um, a lot of times, yo, a lot of times outside of education, which is the slow way, if you're athletic, you trying to change your family's life. And with yeah, NFL, quickly, quickly, that quickly. that quick and that that money, that quick money that they receive is life changing a lot of times. The sad part is you're putting your body on the line so heavily and this is why they're putting a price tag on their body you know what i mean yeah my body is worth three you know five million for this moment you know what i mean for these particular years because you know you're gonna take a beating the problem is there's no proper education when it comes to people who get this who receive all this money there's that's no right in, all right boom you know you got to pay your taxes like in like nba put money board. away right. life insurance you know <laughs> no. Your own, do your own retirement plan. Oh, yep. they won't even no give us a retirement no plan for three years. Well, you can yeah. start your own retirement yeah. plan with all that money you're making yeah. for the first yep. three years. Think about yeah. it. Warren Sapp, Warren Sapp complained that his um his insurance, once he made it to five years after his retirement, his insurance ended. He said, who am I going to be able to get to insure someone that played 13 years in NFL at this particular rate. But he knew that. Anybody who does there retirement planning knows <laughs> it's gonna end. So you have a you have a parallel retirement plan the there whole you time go. you're playing. Yeah, it's coming knock knowledge. It, I say I say it's knock it knowledge. off to all the complaints. Knock it off. It's coming off. Thank you, go. I yo. It's all common knowledge. I, NFL players boy, I love always you, love. NFL <laughs> play, NFL, NFL players are the worst at that because yep. it's common yeah. knowledge that the NFL is not player friendly. The nope. NBA and Major League Baseball, you don't hear about these these problems. No, not even hockey. But you go yeah. in and let hockey, it happen. Yeah. Yep, they go and, and let it happen. And what about the NFL players? That anybody pulling nobody coattails? They got no mentors. You know what's what they man circle? Like um, LeBron got that funky barbershop thing on HBO. I I love it. You know mm -hmm. that barbershop uh, talk. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where the where the where, I hold them responsible, like all celebrities, I hold you all responsible because now you're making all these millions of dollars. What are you doing to give back or to create something? You know, I one of the time back back in the day, uh, after college, late twenties, almost thirty, I went. Damon Dash was having a reality show of um young people who were hustlers, somebody yeah. hustler thing, mm -hmm. and I went because I was in between jobs, <laughs> and you had to be twenty seven or under, and I was like, I think thirty maybe mm -hmm. and i passed the first interview and they called me because i it was like what would you do to expand the brand of rockefeller something like that i said it would be in philanthropy i said they don't they are not properly giving their money away and putting it in the correct in the correct 
places and they're not tracking where their money is going. So I would be in philanthropy and I would um, manage it in a way so they, they gain big notoriety from what they're doing around the world. And that will help, you know, improve their, um, their looks. That's funny. That's funny. I used, I worked on that, that show. Oh, you did? Okay, hold on a second. They called me up and it was like, um, we heard what you had to say, but what you had to say was very mature. How old are you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because I was too old, they was like, oh, we can't let you on. They loved what I had to say, but it was too fucking mature. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you worked on that show? Yep, I worked on that show. Oh, wow. What yep, did you I do? I was I was a, I was part of the um the the crew just you know setting. It was up called Hustler, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was called the first hustler. round of it. Yeah, it was I, Hustler. I, I remember yeah. that. I was a part of those interviews, those beginning interviews too. <laughs> so I was helped setting up those beginning interviews. So I actually think I remembered your interview. <laughs> so mm, as I think about it, I, I'm sure it's recorded somewhere. <laughs> oh no, it's yes. definitely recorded. So I used to work we, on that. I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, and you're you're right. I think in sports, like for me, when I went overseas and played ball, um, I had a I had a my I, each my contracts were per year because overseas they don't really take um they only take two uh, American um born players on every team they still do mm. that now mm. so my contract was a hundred thousand for the first year then it was like a hundred and eighty thousand my second year now I had no one to teach me money management but I knew to call an old professor and then I had someone overseas explain it to me because you know you get taxed from america mm. i'm not going to say this out loud on here i was able to avoid some things oh no the tax laws taught. are on your side no <laughs> yep. it, no we can talk it's, it's yeah. illegally yeah you can yeah, avoid taxes you can yeah. say it yeah Donald yeah, you Trump. Can. yeah <laughs> they do it yeah, yeah he did it all the time so i was able to avoid tax a lot of being taxed the, the crazy thing is about like basketball like nba players and, and nfl players they're taxed like NBA. I know NBA. They're taxed by every state they play in. Ooh. So every state that that game check is a part of. So what? if they play like if Le, like you know in LA, it's high tax. So if LeBron is in LA, he's taxed by LA. He's taxed by where he live at. Also, look where he wherever his main residence is, he's mm-hmm. taxed by that. The great thing is, I think his main residence is in LA now. So he's taxed by LA tax. He's taxed by whatever state he played in during that game check as well. So imagine you a player and you only make five hundred thousand. Yes, we say we say that's we we deem that to be a lot. But if you break five hundred thousand, five hundred k down, eighty two games, you get a game check. You know you you play. That ain't really a whole lot for that player, and you're taxed by every state. And then if you got to go to Toronto, you're taxed internationally as well mm-hmm. so you're losing a lot of money no one is explaining to a lot of these guys especially nfl now these guys also have to go to europe and play in the nfl so now you're taxed europe you know what i mean you're being taxed to go over international and you got to get taxed by the state that you're in or and or the place that you're playing at and a lot of those players on the nfl roster ain't making shit they're not making a damn thing but they putting a concussion they put their head on the line. I'm scared for it. I let my son watch dude get hit because mm-hmm. my son wants to play football bad, but I've mm-hmm. been scared to mm-hmm. let him play. Mm-hmm. I, my mm-hmm. mom let me play, so I can't, mm-hmm. I got to let him play. You know what I'm saying? But remember, we're in a paradigm shift. We don't always have to do the things we've always done. Oh, if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. That's but, very true. Yeah, but so, I also um, don't want to hold yeah. my child my child back well, he can play um, by being scared. He can play lacrosse, tag on it. It's on the rise. Lacrosse is on the rise. Goddamn lacrosse. 
My daughter plays lacrosse. I live in the suburbs, y'all. <laughs> I live in the suburbs too. We ain't playing no damn lacrosse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, it's a it's a, a highly passionate opinion about organized sports. You know, um, uh, I I have just checked out. I totally disagree with anything that's going on. And then the things that are like what you said. How long? How many generations of these athletes will continue to fail without having some type of uh, leadership classes. I think some of them have them. Leadership classes, yeah, orientation classes. They do. They you do. know, and then you know, are but they if, held accountable? If you make it, if you make it a hundred million, are you really going to listen to someone that's making only five? That's the well, sad they, part about it. That's, well, that's, the, that's the true sad part about it. Or official, a player that wasn't a star. A lot of these players yeah. that go back and talk, then they wasn't stars, and you feel like yo, I'm a star. Well, I'm a listen. But I bet you they money longer than the ones who's a star. Those That's ones who had who even, got that even, little bit of money, yeah. they took care of that that little nugget. Okay. Yeah, even, even even with that, you're not gonna save everybody. There are some athletes that retire and do very well, mm-hmm. whether they get into um, commentary or whether they get into being an analyst. Or some form of media. Some of them become coaches. Some of them just branch away from football altogether. Yeah, some of them is full business. You know what I mean? Yeah, NBA yeah. players well, do a great yeah. job of it, but there's phase yeah. with NBA. It's, think about your in-game, everybody. Yep. I think everybody. They're just regular people. Yes. They're just regular people with a yes. whole lot of money. Sports they fuck up not. just Every, like we do. Yes. They are no different. Think about your in-game. Like now at 50, I got to go. I need to be going to have my retirement uh, discussions with my union, you know, because um, I'm going to retire for sure at 58. So I need to have a plan. What's my plan? I'm a little nervous about it. I don't think I thought everything out yet. Everybody who has to have a plan or be thinking about what's the end plan. I will not be eating tuna fish when I'm 65. You know, but then Social Security told me I can't get all my stuff until late, like 68. I'm like, you a lot. Yeah, you a damn lot. I'm out of here at 58. But anywho, that means I got to do something in between. So every human in the United States, at least, has to think about what your plan is going to be. Everybody needs to think about what they plan. I'm out of here. I'm moving to another country. (laughs) What's your plan? How are you going to take care of your financial self as you get older? So that that's everything. That's the only thing. Um, Corey, you know, we're talking about athletes, but every human really as we think about that 20s is a bus yeah, for a lot of people but, but you know a lot of a lot of times people don't realize these athletes are just people that happen to have a lot of money mm-hmm. and people are always quick to say well if i had that money i'll do this no you don't you do with the money, money you got you exactly. don't do with your 50 you grand money, that you got now if you had that money you would fuck up the same way you fucking up because you're fucking up right now <laughs> exactly you would just fuck it up more you yo Corey, up i don't more. know my child like i didn't start my career early i bounced around i think the three of us kind of did People who started and went became teachers right out of college, like at 21, yo, they retiring like early. I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, I <laughs> right, you right. Know, people who was on a grind at like between 18 to 24, they are retired now doing something else. That's you know, everybody likes to go that yeah. way, but you know, the earlier you plan, the, the better you're, you the better you better off you are. We weren't we no. weren't really taught that. We weren't really no. taught that. Well, we we at the end of the show. Um Love, you got anything you want to promote? Anything you want, want to say about yourself? Anything you want to put out there? Yeah, you know, I wasn't going to do my my background, um, this SEL background. I was going to do just a plain background because I didn't want to talk about what I do outside of this. But I teach no. adult social and emotional learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a contract worker. I'm a child study team. Well, child study team social worker in a school district. I work with the special needs population. However, I've always been interested in training because of this. I train parents because we know a lot of parents haven't been trained themselves. So I become an expert parent trainer. I started with parents who had autistic children when they were little. I would catch the parents and do support meetings for them. 
I've done support meetings in my hood when people would when kids people were being shot all over Newark. I work with Roz Barak and some other people. We had this nonviolent coalition, and I would do um, grief workshops in my community. So I realized early on that adults need training, and they're looking for someone who is kind and sensitive enough to bring them training that um, is non-judgmental and in a way that they can forgive themselves and it's safe. So I create these safe environments. So you can find me at Project Love on um, right here. You can put my social media tag. When we do this, yeah. put my social media stuff. I'll give it to you. I'm on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. So I teach social and emotional learning to adults. If anyone has ever heard of social emotional learning, they think about children and in school because the paradigm is shifting. In education, it bubbles up from pre-K, if you know anything about how uh, shifts are made nationally. So right. the children are getting it, but the adults aren't. So we have to match what they're learning. And now because because consciousness is rising and technology has taken a lot of things away from us, like we don't have to do a lot more things manually with our hands, we have more time to think, then mm -hmm. our emotions, everybody's emotions are kind of disorganized and, you know, oh, wow. So I, this, what I teach is the five core competencies of social emotional learning to help people to understand who they are, how they feel and how to connect and emote with people outside of themselves, with their children to be better professionals and just be a better human to themselves with and around other people. And it's highly successful. So um, I'm teaching that and I do it very often. I work with Rutgers University. I have many partners that bring me in to teach their adult populations or their work, uh, their workforces. And I teach anywhere from an hour and a half classes to a five part classes. I've also added the four agreements to my curriculum. So um, I'm doing wild, wonderful things. So if you go to my Project Love page, you'll see some testimonials. People are always excited. I'm, I'm always a little nervous and wondering if it's really going to be good for this, this next group of people. But I've taught all type of race groups groups socioeconomic groups and it is good for every human it is That's good dope. what i teach is good for every human That's so dope. yeah so check me out call That's me dope. in and we can yes. have a discussion and i'll come teach your group my daughter my daughter's in social work she um teaches out of school now she graduated college she graduated um Fayetteville state and now she's working for Fayetteville state and um local oh, congratulations school. So, and she's about to go back and get her master's she's starting this summer she's like she's nervous but she's gonna make it make it's, it it's so noble this is the best thing i could have done go to social work school it, it helped me open my mind to think about what i think about That's you know education's purpose is to fill an empty mind with an open one yes, and i'm is. so grateful to have, have had an open mind and even through the times where i was in my dark places in my what those blind spots I knew that I was missing something and I allowed myself to be led towards finding out what it was. And this social work school really took me to the next level. That's awesome. That's awesome. Trey, you got anything, my brother? Uh, well, we can go ahead and end the show. Um, I just want to speak on ownership. You know what I mean? Let's take ownership of things of value and our most valuable possession is ourself. And that requires a level of accountability and self-reflection that many of us never Encounter, but that's on us. We need to take ownership of the things of value, and that's ourself. And respect and love to our guest by the name Thank of love. You. Thank and you. To my oh, I'm sorry. Can I say, to be kind what? to yourself and be kind to others. Work on it. It won't happen today, but work on being huh. kind to yourself and being kind to others, and you'll get there. Most definitely. That's true. That's right. Well, once again, my, my name is Tall Sean TS, is who I am with my guy. Straight down is who I am. And then we have Love M. Gilliard, thank you, MSW. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for thank joining you. us. This is the Black Male Podcast, episode 91. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Mm -hmm.